0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Information from Dalhousie University's Agri-Food Analytical Lab, Analyticals Lab, following a national survey, shows very visceral responses to financial pressure Canadians are feeling related to inflation and interest rates. And food inflation is at its highest in 40 years. Sylvain Charlebois, the director of the Dalhousie University Agri-Foods Analytics Lab, professor at Dalhousie University, at food professor on Twitter. And he's back with us on the program. Uh, Sylvain, how are you? Very good.
1: Despite uh, Fiona, we're, we're doing good in the Atlantic. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, you're in uh, Nova Scotia. And, um, how how's your area? You're in uh, you're in Halifax. Uh, how,
1: how's Halifax? Well, it's been, it's been tough to to know exactly what's going on around us because we've been focused mainly on on ourselves and, and the kids. And but um, I think I think winds were much stronger than with Dorian in 2019. Uh, we lost a tree. Uh, our our uh, back patio uh, flew off part of it, anyways, uh, and and. Re- Driving around the neighborhood, we saw really many, many trees uh, go down. Uh, some wires all over the place. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of cleaning up to do. But I'm sure that uh, NS Power and and our government authorities are are uh, are up to the task.
0: Cape Breton's regional municipality, Sydney and uh, and Glace Bay and and so on, and uh, they've declared a seven-day state of emergency. It's been uh, terrible and in. Uh Port of basque in Newfoundland, we've had houses with people in them, or at least one house, with a woman in it being swept into the ocean. That thing was just vicious, wasn't it? That storm.
1: It was. It was fifteen hundred kilometers wide. Yeah. I, if wow. if we were hit hard, and I can't imagine our colleagues over in Cape Breton and. In NPI as well. The Madeleines were hard hit, so uh so we were lucky. So I, I can't imagine what they're going through right now.
0: All right, on to the food side of things. Do you have two hundred and eighteen dollar breakfasts? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I was listening to you, Roy, and I, I I'm trying to figure out a way to how do you spend two hundred and eighteen dollars on breakfast? That's, that's you gotta work really hard at it. That's uh, dinner I, for four in a have nice menu r- that went with the two hundred and eighteen dollars?
0: That's dinner for four in a nice restaurant.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean I hope they enjoyed it. I hope so too. <laughs> Not sure taxpayers did, but Hopefully oh, yeah. some did enjoy it.
0: So the, the MPs want information and uh, they want details, and good, because we deserve that. But here we are. Yeah. You've done the analysis. Uh, inflation, food inflation is is skyrocketing, and 24% of people in this country are buying less food, not just cutting back but on, on what they buy, but buying less food because of cost, and 70% of that, 24% of women, please talk to us about that.
1: Yeah, so it's 24% uh, less volume for not just dollars, but less volume. So so clearly, a lot of Canadians are making dietary compromises along the way to deal with higher food prices. That's a number we didn't expect. And and Roy, of that 24%, almost 70% are women. Can you imagine? So there's 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 a lot of desperation out there, and almost 8% of Canadians are actually literally skipping meals because of mm-hmm. higher food prices. So on the one hand, three-quarters of Canadians are, are coping with, with inflation the best they can. They're using points. They're using coupons. They're going to different locations to buy food. They're visiting dollar stores. They're doing everything they can. And I think the media has done a very good job informing the public in terms of the of the options that people have, but there is, I would say, 25% of the population that are absolutely struggling with what's going on. And, And by the way, Roy, the food inflation rate has exceeded the general inflation rate in Canada for 13 months in a row now. So that's why everyone spooked the grocery store. Everything is going up, but it's exponential at the grocery store.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I saw that on your Twitter account, at Food Professor, that uh, 13 straight months, the rate of inflation for food has exceeded the general rate of inflation. But when you see things like, and you reported this, 8.2% of Canadians say they had to change their diet to save on food, and 7.1% skipped meals because of the cost of groceries. So you wonder how many kids are going without food because of the because of the cost of groceries and that's that's really disturbing that is that's I mean that's heartbreaking
1: it is uh, yeah as soon as uh, i mean i have children and of course as soon as you know children are impacted by what's going on you you have to you have to wonder what else can we do and 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 frankly i i i do think there are things that that industry can do you see, over in Europe, uh, so we have a, a high flu inflation rate, but we're number three within the G7 after Japan and France. Germany, 16.6; United States, 13.5. So it's actually worse than other in other countries uh, of the G7. But what we've seen from grocers, and I think it's a novel idea, grocers are some grocers, not all, are voluntary freezing. The price for some food staples, not all of them, just about 100, you give a break to consumers only for a while, for two, three months. Um, Carrefour did it, Leclerc uh, done it as well, Vice uh, in Germany as well. There's over a dozen grocers over the last year or so that have done that temporarily just to help out, just to show that they have a heart, they want to help out consumers because they know that a lot of people are struggling. Um, I think, Roy, to be honest, I'm not talking about regulating prices. I'm just talking about uh, a nice PR move for grocers because, as you know, a lot of them are criticized (laughs) in gouging consumers. And I, I think it's high time for them to think about a strategy to... Yes, look better, but also most importantly to help Canadians.
0: Yeah, I saw a story about a CEO of one of the major food chains in this country. Speaking, I think, to uh, investors, it was a meeting of some kind, and uh, he was upset and, and challenging people who were saying, "Look, the grocery system, the grocery stores, the grocery chains are making uh, you know more just are just profiting on the backs of people who are struggling." He got upset. I, I called. I got in touch with him actually and asked them for interview. Interview they declined, but um, fair enough. I mean, people do decline, but but it is what it is. So, uh, do, do you have any sense the Canadian grocers will follow the lead of the Euro grocers and freeze the staples uh, food uh, prices on staples? I,
1: I'm I'm not sure. Uh, I I hope they will. Uh, and, and the person, you're I mean, I know that uh, the company actually was uh, was quite vocal. And, and frankly, most of these accusations are baseless because we actually did look at the financial statements of Loblaws and Sobeys and Metro, and there's no evidence of, of, of greenflation at all. The challenge, of course, is that 80% of Canadians actually do believe that there's greenflation going on in the grocery business. And so if, if I were the CEO of a chain, I'd be concerned about that. Yes, you, I would be too. You would want to kind of revisit the social contract you have with your, with your patrons and, and show some level of empathy. Because food inflation rate is a huge issue, it's been going on for a while. Compared to the 1980s, mm-hmm. this scenario that we're going through right now is very, very different. Uh, food inflation is lingering, and it's going to linger for a very long time.
0: Fiona's impact on on Halifax, um, yeah, it's. You know it's hard to take your mind off it, eh? Sylvain, you just I you just see the images and you know that people are struggling and suffering and houses and homes have been swept into the ocean. It's it's hard to think about anything else.
1: Oh, absolutely. And uh I've I've received a couple of calls uh, from media asking me how how the province is handling this, to be honest, I have no idea. We're <laughs> focused on survival here, <laughs> and uh, you know, hot coffee and and eating, and so yeah. But I'm 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 pretty convinced that uh, I mean we this is not our first hurricane; it won't be our last, and so I, I'm pretty confident that uh, that authorities are taking care of of, of its citizens. Uh, but uh, I mean, the focus has to be on Cape Breton because uh, yeah. I, I know that. Uh, that uh, a lot of communities are devastated by by what has happened the last couple of days.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're going to be speaking with them uh, later on, and uh, Atlantic Canadians have this tremendous sense of community. Though you you're pulled together, you've had so many challenges that you've had to face over the years: fishing industry problems, and you know, just the economy being difficult. So, Atlantic Canadians have a great sense of community. Um, years ago, I was at a gas station uh, near Chester, and filled up my car and was talking to the guy, and he said to me, uh, we're talking about five minutes, he said, so you're from Ontario, yeah, whereabouts, Uh, sort of Hamilton, Toronto area. So tell me, he said, if you were back home, would you still be talking to me after filling up your car? And I said, not a chance, pal. I would have been gone the second the pump clicked. But it's a different lifestyle.
1: Very nice, but I got to say, when we moved here six years ago... uh, you're 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 a bit surprised when you go to say a coffee shop and and a total stranger will call you love. Yeah, have a nice day, love. <laughs> What's what? <laughs> how people Pardon? are here? It's just an incredible place. So yeah. people will help each other. I mean, with in our, our in our own neighborhood, people. Some people actually have generators; others don't, and so we help each other out. We share you know, hot cocoa, hot coffee. We share uh, showers. I mean, that's the way it is here, right?
0: Yeah yeah Atlantic Canadians are wonderful, wonderful people, and have a tremendous sense of community okay back to the uh the issue of food and inflation and what it's costing us across the country and what it's doing now you tweeted as well about what's going to happen if our dollar continues to decline and if we go into recession, what happens with food prices?
1: This is probably the number one concern that that our team has right now uh the Dollar is falling at at the worst time, probably because we're slowly marching towards the winter season, and we do import a lot of food during the winter. And uh, and as you know, Roy, right now it's uh, with interest rates, it's it's the race to the top. Uh, Everyone's defending their currency. Uh, The Americans have an easier time to do that because they're 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 the money of reference. I mean, if if people investors are looking for uh refuge that's where they'll go they'll buy american dollars so we're up against that and most currencies are actually dropping including ours but ours is pretty critical for food security over the next little while so if you remember a few years ago the cauliflower head was at 8 or 9 dollars all of a sudden that's due to to a a, a significant Depreciation of our dollar versus the greenback in just a matter of weeks. I'm just hoping that uh, that the dollar will hold on. over will last, I'd say, probably three years. The currency has not been a big issue, but the dollar has actually lost six or seven percent of its value over the last six or seven months. And so that descent can continue, and that that could actually spell uh, a problem for produce. For example, the center of the store, we could see actually a lot of products become more expensive in weeks to come
0: yeah so those numbers 8.2 percent of Canadians having to change their diet to save money on food and 7.1 percent skipping meals because of the cost of groceries those numbers would escalate significantly now you're going to be speaking to a parliamentary committee in the next couple of days we have about a minute here what are you going to tell them
1: well, I'm, I'm, first of all, we're, we'll be talking about uh, food resiliency and how do we actually build uh, a, a more more autonomous food system in Canada. Secondly, obviously, I think MPs will want to talk about inflation. Uh, we, we're about to start working on our forecast for 2023, so I'm probably going to give them a sense of what we're seeing right now on our radar. Uh, and finally, we'll, we'll talk about, uh, supply chains. Uh, I think that's a big issue right now. It's still ongoing. We saw that a few years ago. Uh, it's still an issue right now, and so we'll talk more about supply chain resiliency with the group. And looking forward to it. I've actually testified before that group. I think three times already. So this would be my fourth visit. It's always a great conversation.
0: If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever